Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. Now today's workout is one of these really fast and furious ones. This is when you get a chance to work on your top end speed, but also you're going to get a chance to work on pushing through when that fatigue sets in. Because what we're going to do is 12 one minute intervals with 90 seconds rest in between. Now those one minute intervals, it's really important that you get your pace and stroke rate up, okay? Now what I want you to aim for is your 1k stroke rate and your 1k pace. Now if you don't have a 1k in the bag I just want you to look at either week one session one or week two session one and row at least at the average pace you managed in those two sessions. Ideally you want to be going faster because this is after all a plan that's trying to make you faster. So if you just hold stasis you're not really going to be improving as much as you could be. Bearing in mind of course that there are two extra intervals this week compared to week two session one however you do get 90 seconds rest in between each of these intervals today now that's an absolute luxury 90 seconds should really get you to a point that you're able to then do the next interval at the same pace and the next interval at the same pace that even when fatigue sets in towards the end of them you should be close enough to the end that you can push through that and then let the next 90 seconds recover you nicely for the next interval because that's really important when it comes to your 1k or a 500 meter or one minute or even a 2k race is that when you start to get a little bit tired and things are saying oh you need to slow down that you're just gonna you keep going you don't slow down okay you want to be at a point where you're like you know what I've, I've only got a short amount of this race to go so I can get to the end and that's what today is about okay it's about getting to your pace about pushing through when it starts to get tough and then because you're doing 12 of these it's about really kind of building up that kind of ability to go fast and hold it and get everything in place all right Good. That was a long intro, wasn't it? <laughs> so let's get into a five minute warm up before we start this one. Now, again, if you want to take longer through your warm up to make sure you're completely hitting the ground running for our first interval, please do, all right? Now, before we get anywhere near that five minute interval, we have to set up our machine. On a concept two, that means going to your drag factor first and setting that to where you want it to be. If you don't know where that where to set it, but you know how to set it, then set it to around about 130 drag factor. If you don't know anything about drag factor, just set your lever between four and five, all right? Too low isn't the issue, too high is the issue. Now, I've got a video up here on the channel you can watch and that'll tell you stuff. If you're not rowing on the concept two, just set the resistance or the weight or whatever so that you get a nice feel from the stroke you could feel connected but you're not having to heave against it okay you don't want to row through air but at the same time you don't want to row through syrup okay next up if you're able to set your monitor to eye heights you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down both of which can kind of play havoc with your posture and finally if you are able to adjust your foot stretcher height set them so that you're able to come to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically okay if you can't quite get there chances are your foot stretchers are set too high. If you go scooting straight past, there's a good chance it's either posture related or it's because your foot plates are set too low or a combination of both. 
Right, so this warm up, we're gonna start at 20 strokes a minute. Uh, just enough of a uh, force from your feet that you can feel the connection into the handle. Then we'll go just a little bit faster as we go through this and we're gonna do the single leg workout stuff at the end when we're doing our cool down, okay? Right, less talking, more rowing. Here we go then, in three, two, one. Here we go. So just enough of a push from your feet that you get things moving, okay? I can hear a nice whoosh from my flywheel as I push, but I'm not putting in loads of effort here because what I want to concentrate on is pushing with my feet at the same time that my hands connect the handle to the flywheel. So it doesn't matter what you're using, whether it's a water rower or a magnet rower or who knows. The point is that you push with your feet as your hands connect to whatever makes your machine go, go. And that is how you get the power into the machine. Not just in terms of, hey, I wanna get loads of power in here but efficiently and effectively. Because I can row at the same pace just by pulling on my arms. But after about 20 strokes, I'll get really tired and my arms will wear out. Whereas if I use my legs for the majority of the power and then finish with my arms, it's a much more efficient way to row. Okay, so if you want, increase that push from your legs. You really want to get up to about five out of 10 effort here. If you have a 2K training pace, about 2K plus 18, which is 18 seconds slower than your average pace to roll 500 meters in a 2K time trial. That's explained a lot better in the description to this video. So if you're interested in 2K training paces, go read that. Okay, two minutes down. What we're gonna do is we're gonna start doing short bursts. We're gonna do five strokes hard and five strokes recovery at the same stroke rate. So we'll do three more. One, two, three. So now let's up the pressure. So same stroke rate, but push harder with the legs. One more. Right, now we'll take five back at your pace you're at before. And we're just gonna keep doing this until the timer runs out. One more. So let's go five hard. Two. Three. Four. Five. Remember and keep those arms nice and straight and the forwards tilt towards the front of the machine as you push your legs into the machine. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Five more. Push. You wanna get 
those muscles firing. One more. It's maybe not necessarily cardio heavy doing this, but your breathing should have increased. One more. Here we go. One. Three. Four. Five. Because all we're doing is just getting warmed up. We're not working at max yet. Got one more of these to go. After this stroke. You ready? Here we go. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Okay. And then five just to paddle home. And hopefully, this will have primed not just your cardio system, but your muscles too. Last one. Right, like I said, if you want to carry on warming up to make sure that you are properly warm, that everything's okay to start doing a maximum effort workout, please do, okay? Pause the video, keep rowing. When you're warm enough, come back, uh, have a quick drink, move up and down the rail, and I will then describe to you what we're doing today one more time. Okay then, so today's session is very simple. We're just gonna do 12 one minute intervals with 90 seconds rest in between. And those one minute intervals, you're just gonna go basically as fast as you can, okay? So you're gonna take the stroke rate right up and the pace right up. Now it's not a fly and die row, okay? This isn't about just putting everything into one minute for that first minute and then not being able to row the next 12. So you need to meter it a little bit. You need to just think about, okay, I'm not gonna just completely go full guns for this. So. I'm suggesting that you do this at your 1k stroke rate and your 1k pace as the starting point, okay? But remember, because we're now on the third week of the training plan, your 1k that you maybe set before starting this could now be a bit soft. So do pay attention to whether this feels easy, okay? Because if this feels easy, you are not going hard enough, okay? And it's gonna be, it'll still give you some benefits, but it's not gonna give you the benefits that this is intended to give, okay? So there's 12 of these, so by the end of this, you should be really, really wrung out, okay? Should really feel like a tough workout to get through this, but those 90 second rests are what enable you to get through all 12 intervals. However, if by the 12th one you're just going, what's next? Then you haven't gone fast enough. And it's simple as that. And whether that's because your technique isn't quite right and you're not connecting properly to be able to put everything into the machine, or whether it's just that you just didn't put in enough into the machine from an effort point of view, that's something that you have to wrestle with and try and sort out. Maybe come back and do this one again, all right? Let's yabbering. Let's get into the session. I'm gonna have a last drink before we do so. And don't be surprised if this first interval isn't quite what you're expecting. As much as you've warmed up, sometimes it takes this first interval to properly get yourself. So there's a difference between warming yourself up and actually <laughs> properly being warm. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going to be aiming for around about 140 pace here, but we'll see what I manage on the first interval. Hopefully you can get to your rate and pace as quick as you can. Okay, here we go then. Interval one in three, two, one, go. I get that stroke rate up. 
Okay. So I'm looking for around about 34 strokes per minute. And I'll talk more about how you get the rate up in the first rest period. Twenty seconds to go. Ten. Last stroke. Okay. Now trust me. This ninety second rest will feel a lot shorter than that one minute exertion. So, stroke rate. Think about it on both ends, okay? So at the back, finish, hands away, okay? Come in, hands away. Nice and fluid, good rhythm, but hands away. Don't hold it against you at the back, okay? So in, out, and then at the front, as you come in, once you're set, that you've slid far enough forwards for your shins to be vertical, you're in the forest hill, arm straight, get there, push straight back out again. Don't hold. Even at this rate, one or two tenths of a second is enough to really impact your results. 30 seconds to go, have a drink. Now, if you want, to start the next one on a moving flywheel, just do some light rowing with 15 seconds to go, which is now. And let's see if we can at least hold the previous pace in seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. <clears throat> So handle, in, out, in, out. Nice, fluid motion. You're not jerking it out. Use it to help your body come forwards. Ready for the next stroke. Okay, 20. Ten. Two more. Last one. Ooh. One meter further. Now. I am gonna be talking a little less than normal in these intervals. Just because this is also my training, so I want to make sure my pace is up where I want it to be, which so far it is. I'm going faster than 
the average of week one, week two, session ones, week one, session five. So if I can try and keep my average under 140 for this whole workout, I'll be really happy. Ooh. Glutes are starting to hurt a bit though, after only two intervals. Have a drink. If you end up with sore glutes like me, oh, just seat, unseat, rock on the seat. Uh, hang on, 15 seconds to go for the light rowing out there, for the rolling starts. But if you just move your backside, release the pressure, it can help. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. I want to focus on this one, on the turnarounds at the front of pushing out the front with as brief a pause as possible. 30 seconds to go. Keep your stroke rate up and keep pushing that power in. 10 seconds. Three, two, one. So I'm hoping you are similar to me here in that you get to the end of the interval and <laughs> you're out of breath, it was tiring, but you've got a whole minute to go still to recover so that by the time you get to the next interval, you should be okay to start off nice and fast again. Just make sure to breathe. Same goes for the main effort intervals as well. Try and find a breathing pattern that works for you. It's one of the reasons I'm not talking so I can breathe. Okay, 30 seconds to go. Okay, so if you're gonna do the moving flywheel, start your light rowing now. Everyone else, just make sure you're ready to go in 10 seconds. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Push. And get that rate and pace up as quick as you can. Start these intervals with a nice full stroke. Let the machine know how fast, how much power you're putting in per stroke. 
15. Three strokes to go. Last one. Whew. There is a bit of discussion about the electronics in the monitor for how it calculates your pace at the start of a row. If you take, if you're basically get right up to power and stroke rate from the start, it knows what's going on and it can calculate your pace and whatever. A lot easier than if you were the type that goes one, two, three, that kind of real race start thing that you see lots of people do, which some people are saying it's harder for the Concept2 monitor to work out what you're doing. Have a drink. If you're wondering, the reason I have a drink with 30 seconds to go is so that in post-production, I can just whiz to 30 seconds to go like rowing people go, uh, so I can mute the sound as I take the drink easier. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So see how I'm straight into it right from the first stroke. Keep that power coming from the legs, arms are straight as you push your legs to channel that power into the machine. Only pull at the back. There we go. Three, two, one. Oh. How's my heart rate doing? Uh, I think the batteries need, yeah, batteries are going in my chest strap, I think, because it's reading 130 and my Apple Watch is reading 160. So pay no attention to the heart rate on screen. I am not finishing these at like 130 BPM. <laughs> I'll have to, it's been a while I've had this for, this Paralabs monitor, and I've not changed the batteries yet, so. Okay, 30 seconds to go, have a drink. Oh, make sure, even if it's just a quick sip, Make sure to drink, let your body know it's still getting water. 
15 to go. Oh, 10 to go. Get yourself ready. Five, four, three, two, one, go. So, straight arms, fingers hooked over the handle, okay? I don't want a death grip. You're not choking the handle. That creates tension and loses length, both of which will cost you pace. Okay, 15. 10, three, two, one. Ah. We are at the Bon Jovi point. We've done six and there's six to go. We're halfway there. Whew. And it's definitely getting tougher to just keep it up for that last, say, 20 seconds. I'm kind of shutting down and just thinking, hold your pace, hold your pace, hold your rate. Just concentrating on keeping it up and not backing off. Okay. 30 seconds to go, have a drink. Oh. Ah, sorry, these ones definitely are like a phone call. 15 seconds to go for those that want the moving flywheel to start. 10 seconds. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. We're on the home straight. But that doesn't mean you take it any easier. I want you to continue to hold your pace. I think I'd slowed down a little for the first 20 seconds here. Push, nice and controlled. A good rhythm. 15 to go. Five. Four, three, two, one. Oh. So yeah, control is the key here. 
and it can be helped by just focusing on single elements so if you just focus on sliding until shins are vertical or you just focus on arms straight at the front it's funny how those single points make it easier for the entire rhythm of your stroke definitely feeling it more and more each time that 30 seconds to go it's taking me a little bit longer each time to recover and that's how it's meant to be 15 seconds like rowing for you rolling start people 10 seconds to go here we go then in six five four three two one go now all i want to concentrate on this one is making sure i'm only sliding to shins vertical i'm not thinking about anything else just trying to get the feel correct 20 seconds to go five strokes three two one ah Ooh. slightly faster for that one that one was bang on 139 pace the previous were all 139.3 after the first one so I've been very even up until that one and I do wonder of course is it because I was thinking about shins and not going past that vertical position so I try that again next time Ooh. right 30 seconds oh. four to go four to go 20 seconds 15 for those light rowing people protect your back 10 seconds to go Five, four, three, two, one, go. That first stroke is definitely getting tougher each time. So I'm actually 
trying to concentrate on zero heel lift because I know in these trainers at this foot plate position zero heel lift means vertical shins five strokes last one <laughs> oh. same again I think I'm possibly pulling too early with my arms because with three strokes to go there I felt my triceps start to go funny the good news is no intercostal pain for those paying attention to how I'm putting these up I had to put session two from this week up first because I had a niggle in my side my intercostals on the other side so I've gone two one okay 30 seconds to go I just hope tomorrow I can still do session three I don't really want to go two one four three five that's just weird okay 15 seconds when I got three to go with three quarters of the way there that's a good sign six five four three two one go now as you start to reach for more pace or to try to hold on to your pace try to avoid technique errors like lunging forwards to the front or collapsing your posture 20 seconds Ten. Three. Two. One. Oh. Oh. Slow down. Oh. I think I didn't listen to my own advice there. Remember. This is what the zombie carrot is for, okay? You come forwards with relaxed arms like a zombie, but fingers hooked over the handle. And posture wise, 
You want it to be like you've got a carrot stuck up your bum and you are just tilting backwards and forwards because you don't want that carrot to break. Five seconds to go. Sorry, five seconds to drink. <laughs> don't scare you. <laughs> Sorry, podcast people. You're probably like, what? Ah! At least those of you watching me would have gone, eh, I don't think you're going in five seconds. Okay, 15 to go. Two more intervals, 10 seconds to go. We've got this. Hold strong on this one. Second last is sometimes the hardest. Four, three, two, one, go. Hold that posture from the start. Powerful as you tilt forwards and then hold that posture as you push your feet into the machine. Swing over that carrot. Remain powerful at the back of the stroke and then tilt forwards again five four three two one ah Last one coming up. Let's see what we can give. Maybe row the first 30 as you have been, but then pick a point in the closing 30 to unleash your power all that fuel in your tank get ready to summon it in this last interval (sighs) 30 seconds to go so have a drink I'm not saying it'll be easy but you've only got one more to go so you don't have to pace it see how fast you can get 15 seconds to go for the rollers the rollers start people 10 last one coming up come on we've got this one together 6 5 4 3 2 1 push it get that power and stroke rate in nice and early you just want to hold your rate at first try not to choke okay more power same rate really push in 
Now, increase. Rate two. Two more. Oh, I don't know what I got down to there. I think I saw 132 at one point. So my average across that was 139.0. Bearing in mind, I was 140.2, I think, for week two, session one. Then that's another second knocked off. Yes, more or longer rests, but two more intervals. And assuming I did get down to 132 at the end there, I'm happy with the overall pace gains, if not the average measurable pace gains. Right. I'm gonna load up a three minute cool down. Do one minute of light rowing, followed by the single leg drills, then arms, body only, and legs only, or just do the whole three minutes as light rowing if you need to cool down fully. Here we go in three, two, one. Run about 20 strokes a minute. Pace-wise, 2K plus 30, just about four out of 10 effort. Kind of how you started the warm-up. Just enough of a push from your legs to connect the power into your arms and into the machine. Okay. Ooh. And then if you want to start easing off a little bit, you can. But these single leg drills and things will do that for you anyway. So three, two, one. Take one foot out, put it on the floor, continue to row. And my intensity is right down here. 2K plus 45 right now, because I just want my hips to open up to feel like I'm pushing enough off this leg to let it cool down. One more, and then let's swap feet. That one goes in, thumb on the buckle, toes up, foot on the floor. <laughs> if you, uh, well, if you look at some of the early rows in this plan, I talk about how to quick release the buckles. If you want me to start talking about that again, leave me a comment. I've only stopped because someone went, 
I know how to get out my buckles, mate. You don't have to tell me that. Okay, both feet in. Don't worry about strapping yourself in. Just put them in. Roll with your back and arms. And you should get sensation here where you're just swinging over your hips, pulling in your arms, and your feet don't do anything. You shouldn't have to tug against the straps. You just send your arms away, rock forwards over your hips to get into this forwards position again. Let's do one more. And then as we slide forwards, tighten those straps. Arms straight, forward tilt, and press out. Not too hard. I just want you to get used to being in this position. Arms straight, shoulders kind of forwards over your hips. Forwards tilt. And you push with your legs and you hold that tilt and straight arms. Okay? We have to get used to it. And what I mean, I'll quickly just do an example of that shoulder thing. So if I'm just sitting here, okay, so four tilt, sitting here, my shoulders are kind of set back a little bit, okay? If I then hang off my shoulders, see the difference? Oh, excuse me. I'm to mute that bit. <laughs> um, the difference between here and here. I'm not moving my back at all. Okay, so this is hanging off my shoulders, hanging off my tendons, letting that power come up through my body, through my arms, into my fingers, which are hooked over the handle. And that's my shoulders back, and that's me gripping. So if I, the difference between this and then that, when it comes to length, is quite considerable. And if you think of that from the front of the machine as you're pushing your power in, that extra amount that way translates into a lot of watts. Watts that if you try to compensate for it at the back of the stroke by finishing up in your chest, which is only about, say about that much difference, and it's all arm. Now, I'm not saying I've got the biggest muscles in the world, but I'll tell you one thing, my quads, my legs are a damn sight bigger than my little bicep. So I'd much rather get that push six inches at the front while I've got, I'm hanging off my shoulders get that power from the front into the stroke rather than trying to get an extra couple of inches at the back because I've missed the front. I know what you're thinking, why not do both? But because you don't need to, okay? That thing at the back actually costs you power. Whereas if you can just, yeah, trust me on that one. Or listen, do what you want. <laughs> I know that lots of people finish high and they roll fast. So if they want to carry on, fine. But it's about efficiency and injury prevention, the way if you finish at that kind of just 11 o'clock layback. Anyway, sorry, that's a huge diversion. We should be stretching. Ah, so there's Stretchy John. He's going to take you through some stuff. And I'm going to take you through the same kind of stuff, but on the machine in case you don't get a chance to get off the machine onto a mat. So let's start with hamstrings. Put your feet back in. Hopefully you're still unstrapped so you can get a nice right angle between your feet and your legs. Hands in the air, fold your chest down and forwards, okay? That's really important that you fold. You don't bend from your lower back or your upper back because not only will you not get as, as good a stretch, you could end up actually just hurting your back <laughs> if nothing else. So hold that nice stretch, remembering uh, that if you put too much of a bend in your knees, you'll lose the stretch entirely. Uh, whether you want to point your toes forwards, whether you want to have them back, whether, who knows, just get into the position that works for you to get a hamstring stretch. Remember, it's hamstrings. It's not that space under your knees, what I call the Stevens, because <laughs> um, I don't know what they're called normally. 
So that's your Krelbo, obviously. Uh, what's next? Right, glutes. So one leg up on the rail, other foot comes over into the crook of your other knee. Push this leg across your body, hold it in place with the other arm, hold onto the back of the machine and rotate into your glute. And you should find right in here, you get a nice little stretch. Now today's workout was definitely quite glutey because you were his maximum power at a high rate. So that was if I was averaging 34 strokes power, that's 340 plus 70. So say 410 strokes at full whack, uh, full power. And there's also something to be said for the fact that the higher rate puts more tension into your muscles. So as you come forwards, there's more of a kind of a spring motion into your legs as you come forwards with the momentum taking you in. So 410 full power strokes at a higher rate can feel muscular wise a lot tougher than if I was to do that just at 20 strokes a minute. Cardio-wise, doing that even at 20 strokes a minute is gonna to be tough. Right, quads next, flick your foot up behind you. Fact, I'll turn around. Foot up behind you, hold it up against your backside, and then try to keep a line between your shoulder, your hip, and your knee. And then from that position, you can work out whether pulling the leg closer to your backside or tilting backwards, maybe not, tilting forwards, maybe not. What you need to do in order to get the stretch into your quads. Bearing in mind, of course, like I always say, this is about your quads, okay? This isn't about your hip flexors, we're about to do them. So you want it to be the quads, the big muscle, not up here, down here. That's what you're aiming for to get the stretch. So let's do those hip flexors. I'm gonna do, Let's see, I'm gonna do the knee on the ground one first. So knee on the ground, other foot's up with my knee over the top of my ankle. Nice good posture. And then push this hip forwards and that knee comes forwards at the same time. And as you do that, you really should get a really good stretch right up here in your hip flexor, okay? Right here, which can take a good old beating, especially in a sprint row where as you come to the back, you do tend to use your hip flexors to kind of Steady yourself to then put yourself forwards again. And then the option, if you don't want to put your knee on the ground, is to do basically the same thing where you're in that lunge position and your knee is behind you, except your knee is slightly off the ground. So you're now suddenly putting a lot of force into this front leg to hold your balance, but you do the same thing where you push the other hip forwards, lean in, of course, trying to keep that knee off the ground. You can steady yourself at the front by holding on to your knee if you wish. Just don't twist your body too much because then you can end up hurting your lower back if you're putting all this force in and turning to the side. And that will hopefully give you a good hip flexor stretch. Ugh. Shoulders next. So hand it straight in front of you. Bring it across your body. Hold it in against you. Do I think if a rotation of your arm helps here at all. Do that. Rotating it away. Something happens, but I don't know if that's just cramp. <laughs> this should just stretch out your shoulder. Especially important if you do what I'm saying about hanging off your shoulders. We you just want to give them a little bit of a stretch, especially after again, after a session like that, which is all about high rate, high power. Because I'm pretty sure that that's sometimes how I damage things more from, because it's basically existing squash injury I've got where I damage my tendon so I have to be very careful 
about um, when I hang off my hang off my tendons when I'm rowing, that I make sure and stretch them afterwards. Don't want to go back to that pain again. Right, uh, forearms. So pray, push your hands together, sink them down, but continue to push them together. You should find that underneath your forearms, kind of inside of your forearms, should get a nice wee stretch here. And that's possibly the part of your forearms that are going to hurt from rowing if you pull. Um, if you're kind of prone to pulling early and like really put in some force, especially for those higher rate sprint stuff. I mean, I do it when I'm rowing a 1K. I've said that before. In a 1K race, I come off the af afterwards and I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't grip a bottle of water because I'm really trying to, I'm pushing with my legs, but towards the end, I'm really pulling hard on the, the handle as well to just try and squeeze out that pace. Uh, yeah, triceps. So put your hand down your spine. Use your other one to kind of push it further back to kind of straighten things up and. It's not much of a reach further down your spine, but it should go down a little bit as you straighten things up. I should just get a little stretch in your tricep. Just work out whether straightening your body up or whatever, how you hold, are you, is your shoulder up, is your shoulder down, all that kind of stuff. Just work out for yourself what gives you the good stretch. You know you, you know the muscles that need to get stretched. You know how it feels, you know if you've got an existing condition, you know whether you need to protect it whether you've got the flexibility to do things, whether you have to do it a different way, whether you have other muscles that you have to stretch. Just because I'm showing you these ones, doesn't mean that these are the ones you have to stretch. Hands behind you, whee! And then rotate your thumbs outwards. And what this should really do is it'll just, all your muscles will kind of go, oh, there we go. It's like running a comb through them. All that force has a, can have a tendency to just like knot up your muscles a little bit. All the muscle fibers get misaligned. So a wee stretch at the end, can just kind of elongate things and just tidy it all up, okay? So, so remember, you want to be a nice zombie carrot. You want to be nice and loose. You don't want to be all like, oh, we've got a bit knot and this is uncomfortable because my muscles are, are sore, so. There we go. So that was week one, session one. Oh, sorry, week three, session one, you big idiot. Uh, <laughs> uh, finally, that's why I was too busy thinking, hey, you should say finally here that I fluffed my line. Um, yeah, so apologies for them being the wrong way around. Like I say, hopefully, Tomorrow, I'm still going to have it in me to do week three, session three, um, which does mean I'll be doing two um, top intensity, one after the other, but hopefully it's not going to be an issue. Um, we'll see how I feel. If I have to do the low intensity one, then so be it. It'll just be slightly out of, out of whack. Um, my watch is shouting at me. In case you care, just because I've got it in front of me, active calories for today's workout from the warm-up to the end was 363. Total calories was 451, so basically... I burnt an extra 90 calories just being alive today during, during uh, today's row. So there you go. So that's still just because you see all these people saying, oh, if you want to burn calories, you have to go long and slow. You know, that's the best way to burn the calories. You know what? It's a great way to burn calories. But the thing is, is that you'll eventually you'll get metabolic um adaptation from that where your body will go I know what you're doing here I'm just going to shut down and save stuff and it doesn't burn as many calories but a workout like today will also burn those calories because your heart's going up and down and up and your body's going what's going on here and so that way it burns a whole bunch of calories and if you can so like this plan this 1k plan just by alternating those low intensity rows with the high intensity ones your body doesn't really get a chance to adapt and make up for it especially because as you go through this plan we're increasing the intensity so if you compare today's row the 12 times one minute it's even with the 90 seconds rest to week one session one it's a huge difference that was eight 1k intervals today we did four minutes 
minutes more. Okay, so in my case, that was 1,212 meters more at the same pace. So my body's had to work a heck of a lot harder, even with the 90 second rests. Um, so my body's kind of going, ah, why, why don't you just let me do the same thing all the time so I can metabolically adapt? Because it speaks to me like that. Um, and so that's the thing. So you keep your body guessing and that's what happens. And I, th I also believe it's the same with diet. Now I made, a few weeks ago, I made a, a video about uh, a lumen, a little device that measures your carbon dioxide and oxygen and can tell you whether you're in a fat burning state or not, or if you're in, if, um, you're in a carb burning state. Uh, and I've yet to make a follow-up video about it. But one of the things that it says in it is it's like you want to have metabolic flexibility where uh, some days you want to be waking up in a fat burning state, but some days you want to be waking up in a uh, carb burning state. Did I say calorie? or carb last time, or whatever I said. Um, and the point there is it's flexibility. So your body's kind of going, oh, today I'm going to burn fat, today I'm going to burn carbs, today I'm going to burn fat. And so that it's kind of constantly moving and it doesn't just adapt. If you just constantly get into a fat burning state, yes, it's fat burning, but it starts to get very efficient at how it doesn't. And it's not actually, if you're wanting to actually burn that fat, get it away, you don't want your body to get used to it. You don't want it to kind of go, ah, you know what? I know how last week I, I burnt like 10 grams of fat doing this, but I know how to do this now because you've given me enough practice. I'm only going to burn three grams of fat this time. And suddenly you're looking at yourself going, why don't I get the same workout? It's because your body starts to adapt. So this is why you, you mix things up, okay? I'm not saying that you should eat salad all week and then the weekend eat pizza so that you're kind of like, <laughs> you're both ends of the scale. But mix things up. Your training session should mix up. What you eat should, should mix up. Even going down to things like row one day, cycle one day, ski erg one day, run one day in, in the week. Or do like four rowing workouts, but make sure you do like a running workout or something as well so your body doesn't go, I know how to get good at rowing. This is fine. And then it just eases. You throw in that running workout your body goes, what are we... What? Who's who? What? <laughs> what happened here? And it, uh, and it doesn't get to ad adapt. And suddenly that ro running workout is going, okay, okay, okay. And it's like it then shifts. So when you come back to the row again, it's like, right, wait, I don't quite remember this. Ah. And then by that time you then run, you ski, and it's like, oh, keep your body guessing, right? There we go. This is the kind of thing I should really be saying in one of the 30 minute long rows, isn't it? Not like packing it in at the end for five minutes. So I'm sorry, I should do this in the, the next low one. I'll, I'll basically go over this stuff again because I'm going to assume that everyone's switched off better. So let's have a hashtag of metabolic flexibility, okay? <laughs> be a long hashtag. It'll take up most of your Twitter feed. Uh, but yeah. That if you made it this far, that's what to use, just to let me know you got this far. Um, but anyway, back to what I said before. Thank you so much for doing not only week three session one along with me, not only for putting up with the fact that I put these out of order, but also for hanging with me and watching and subscribing and all that kind of stuff. We broke uh, 13,000 subscribers on YouTube today, which is amazing. 13,000 people have taken the time to click that little subscribe button um, and let me know that they're enjoying it. Now, if I could just get all 13,000 people to watch the videos, that would then be the next thing, because I'm still weirdly still only really getting around about a thousand views per video, which I don't understand. Why have 13,000 subscribers, a thousand views? What am I doing wrong? Let me know in a postcard, okay? Please, like, seriously, I mean, to, let me know. If you have any ideas how I can try and spread this stuff, please let me know, okay? Um, I'm even considering rowing topless finally. Don't worry, I'm not going to. Anyway, right, thank you so much uh, for putting up with me and all this other stuff. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. Let me know how you got on in it uh, in the comments to this YouTube video or on Facebook or wherever you like. And I will see you in one of my other videos, whether that's week three, session three, or whether it's just one of the other ones, then I will see you in that one. Until then, please look after yourselves. Take care. Be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.